Discover the leader in you with Dr. Jason Carson. Former New England Patriot turned PhD, Dr. Jason brings a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the NFL Players Association, and the White House, each week, Dr. Jason will prescribe empowering, motivational, life-changing medicine for your soul. It's time to discover the leader in you. Now, here's Dr. Jason. All right, everybody. Well, I am excited. We have a fantastic show for you today. We are going to be continuing with our discussion of faith in the workplace. Now, all throughout March, we're going to be talking about that. We have special guests that are lined up that really are going to be showing and sharing uh, just a, a window into their lives and just the impact that their faith actually have has on everything that they do. And we have a great, great guest today. We have uh, Mr. Charles Jackson, who's going to be sharing with us a little bit about his uh, faith in the workplace and just the impact that it has upon not only uh, his colleagues, but just the surrounding community. He does uh, several things uh, in the community, but we'll get to that in a little bit. I want to make sure that I remind all of our listeners that we have a fantastic opportunity for you. If you go to our website at jasoncarthen.com, we actually have some free resources for you. Now, there, there are plenty of paid resources as well on the site, so be sure to look around. But if you sign up at our website, you will actually have an opportunity to receive three free success videos dealing with leadership. And we actually switched those up, and it would be a good thing for you to, if you want to improve in some certain areas related to leadership, to sign up. And we'd love to uh, send you that free content. That's something that we always want to do because we are really interested in making sure you achieve your personal best. Okay? All right. So now I am excited. Charles Jackson is a project manager for the University of Tampa. He's been doing that for almost six years. It's been five and a half years, and he continues to bring about great results for the university. He is a very valuable uh, leader on that campus, and he actually earned his uh, engineering and construction management degree at the University of Toledo. He has a history of uh, dealing with large projects and small projects, and he's done a, a fantastic job with that. He has two daughters, uh, Brianna and Kennedy, and he is continually making an impact in his area of ministry where his family is concerned. And that is very important. Well, I want to give a warm welcome to Mr. Charles Jackson. How are you, Charles? I'm doing great. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I'm excited because I knew that, you know, you were going to have a lot of nuggets <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners, and it was going to be some good stuff that okay. you were going to share. And one of the interesting things, when we start talking about the whole idea of faith in the workplace, I think that uh, across the board, many people may say, well, how is Mr. Jackson able to share his faith if he's in an academic environment? So I guess one of the things that, you know, I, I think our listeners would want to know, and I guess I would love to hear from you too, you know, how is it that you're able to take what you do on a daily basis, which is pretty high level in terms of uh, engineering and construction management yeah, and yeah. supervising people, 
and then weave in, you know, like a tapestry, your faith. How do you do that on a daily basis, Charles? Well, first of all, um, I was I know that I was blessed to be able to get this job. And I made it known to my colleagues and also my superiors and, and as well as my supporters that I'm not ashamed. I'm not um, too concerned about how I'm perceived because I'm the same whether you look at me as a Christian or you look at me as a project manager. So once you make that known to the people that you work with and you work for, I think it lessens the impact on how they perceive you. And I think that's the most initial thing that we did. Excellent. Excellent. So now you said you were not ashamed. Now that's that's powerful all by itself because I think a lot of times in in, in some jobs they tell you right out of the gate. I know that's been my experience in the past that, well, you, you're not allowed to share your faith here. And, you know, it's, it's really frowned upon in that way because uh, many people may think that if you share your faith, that's like saying uh, maybe their particular faith walk is incorrect or, you know, we don't want to have a lot of infighting or disagreements begin to keep the organizational environment healthy. But it sounds like you went in on the front side and said, hey, this is something that, you know, I want to be able to share. It's part of who I am. And obviously it's it's done well <laughs> for yeah. you. So that's a good thing. Well, let me ask you another question. In your in your opinion, why do you think faith in the workplace is even important, Charles? Well, I think one thing, um, Jason, that you have to exhibit um, who, who you represent and why you represent what you represent. And, and to just to add a little bit more uh, insight, the University of Tampa is a private university, and they had um, an ongoing project was underway. Uh, we were building a, um, a, it was like a faith temple, and it, it was uh, is chapel is not is not directed to no particular faith. So if you want to go in and 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 worship or pray or study or read, it's open to all denominations. So it's not pigeonholed to one particular faith, and that made it even more of a uh, attraction to me because. They, they let me know that not only were we looking at you, how you're coming in, but we're looking at it for all the students. We have over 7,000 students on this campus, small campus, but they're able, all of them are open and, and, and asked to go in and, and, and express how they feel about their faith. And so once I um, got knowledge of that, it made me even more aware of that I can now express myself even more. And so it's, it's not a matter of, of how and why it's that, who you who you want to represent, who you want to be seen as, and 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 talk about your faith. So it was open on the campus already before I came. So that made it even more acceptable to me. Excellent, my goodness. So it sounds like it it's not frowned upon. Not only at the University of Tampa, it's also encouraged to yes. really exhibit your faith. Excellent. Well. Now, we see in headlines across uh, the country and across the globe just the uh, civil unrest, you know, yeah. because of faith in the, in the uh, workplace and the demonstration of faith and, and people's beliefs. And, you know, it's, it's refreshing to hear that at the University of Tampa that, you know, it's actually encouraged for people to uh, walk that out. So now with you, you're a believer as I'm a believer in Christ. <laughs> and so, you know, we're, we're not advocating, I guess, on the show that, you know, it's a, a thing of, you know, going for all world religions. We're not saying that at all. However, you know, we do respect that and uh, we believe what we believe in that way. So as you as you demonstrate your faith at the University of Tampa, you know there are always challenges to uh, an individual's growth yeah. in their faith. There are different things that come up in that way. Now, what do you do outside of the University of Tampa to 
to actually uh, build and grow your faith. Are you involved in any ministries outside of the uh, University of Tampa? Yes, I am. When I, when I first came to Tampa uh, from Toledo, wh- where you're familiar with that city, I, w- I had accepted my call to the ministry in, 2000, in August 2002, and I was a little despondent about what was my goal, what was my mission, what, what was my direction. And so the, the pastor of the church in Toledo told me that I should go and study uh, about the religion that I'm gonna, you know, that I'm gonna serve, and so I actually went back to, I went to seminary, got accepted to seminary, and I studied uh, at the um, Anselmville Theological Seminary in in Georgia, in Cabela, Georgia, and I received a master's degree in divinity, and I went on to obtain my doctorate in theology. But what that allowed me to do is be able to learn more about my faith and exhibit not only for me, but I, when I came to St. John, which is the church I belong to now, uh, the pastor of the church asked me to uh, take charge of the youth ministry because. The youth was struggling with having direction about, you know, being taught the word of God and what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to go in, and because they was taken out of the, the schools, a lot of the schools that they were going to, like like you alluded to before, they're not able to exhibit who who uh, anything about their faith. And so what we are doing now at the at the um, St. John's Progressive Baptist Church, we have a, a ministry called the Hour of Power, and what that does is we try we teach two things. We teach biblical studies, which talks about God and their faith and what they believe in and what they're supposed to be doing uh, to, to build a relationship with him, but we also teach the ministry called um, Life Skills, teach them everything they deal with on a day-to-day basis, including uh, faith, but also how they interact with their school, how they interact with their parents, how they interact with their their uh, their um, peers, and then when they leave their family home and they go out into college, how they're supposed to exhibit their faith. So we're touching on those things. We have about 12 modules that we teach them regarding uh, faith and, and life skills. So that's how we keep the children engaged, the students engaged. And the age groups range from, we start as early as three years old because we want to get them uh, starting building a relationship with, with, with God at an early age so that way they grow into that walk that you're referring to. And that's what we're doing right now. And, and it's been very successful. We have some modules in place that we uh, can uh, teach them and then we ask them to come back and regurgitate, recite, and, and share with other students, and even outside of church, what they are learning. And we've seen it growing because our, our initial class was six people. Now we have 106 people wow. uh, uh, in that class. <laughs> it's grown tremendously over the last year and a half. That is great. So the hour of power, yes. okay. And so the whole idea of having the, the 12 modules, did, did you say modules, modules for it? Yes. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's a it's an idea of ongoing growth and development uh, where they're concerned. So it's not just a... Uh, coming into the church on Sunday and then sort of just uh, dropping them there, dropping, uh, of course, the word of God to them. But then, you know, that's it. It sounds like it's much more than that. Uh, And it it sounds like it may be effective if you've grown uh, from six to over a hundred that quick. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing in that way. So so let me ask you this. So you're you are a, a doctor uh, <laughs> of yes. theology. Yes. Now that is a lot of responsibility. Uh, I know from a biblical standpoint, you know, you have to make sure that you handle the word of God in a very effective way. Yes. And when you're in front of those young people, is there any pressure uh, to, to deal with them and make sure you are <laughs> rightly dividing the word of truth, as Timothy tells us? <laughs> well, yeah, well, it, it's a lot of pressure because you always want to make sure, because you're an imperfect person preaching and teaching a perfect gospel. Absolutely. Uh, and what I tell the students is, first of all, when you look at me, no matter what I say or what I've obtained 
or what I, you know, what I appear to be now, I too had to go through the same um, challenges and obstacles that you're facing right now. So I'm speaking from experience, but what has happened, I'm able to, <clears throat> because of my relationship that I built with Christ and my faith, I'm able to uh, share that with you, not from experience. And we know from, from down through the years, experience is the best teaching. The best way you can learn something is you experience it for yourself. But what we're able to do is tell them that now don't just take my word for it because I'm telling you and preaching to you exactly what the Bible says, but there's examples. There's human live examples that you might see from your parents, your your net, your relatives, the people that you um, deal with at school, your peers, your, your, your teachers or your counselors. So there are all kinds of walks of life that you're going to be uh, encouraged and encountered by, but most of all, you can adhere to the principles and and the knowledge we're teaching about the Lord, it's going to guide you through some things and teach you some experiences that you wouldn't normally get otherwise, like at school or like when you're out in your normal day life, play to play. So we're very careful, and, and I try to tell them as well, I'm not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've been through some hard times. I've made some bad decisions. But I've learned through those experiences that it's teaching me now, don't go in that direction, especially for the second time, but go in the direction that, that's going to guide me and help me be able to make better decisions uh, uh, make uh, better life plans for me according to what we're being taught on a day-to-day basis, and, and that's what we try to spread to the children. Excellent. Well said. Well said. Well, hey, let's pause here for a second. I, I want to remind our listeners that we have a fantastic uh, blog for you to interact with us. If you'll go to drjasoncarthen.com, you know we have two. We have jasoncarthen.com that a very robust uh, website with a lot of information for you. And then also drjason.com, which is the blog where we love to interact with you and send out uh, information. We have video content on there for you so you can actually uh, sharpen and fine-tune some of the different skills that you may want to work on. So just want to remind everybody to uh, check us out there. Leave your comments. Uh, We'll also be posting uh, this actual show there on the site, on both sites, as well as the uh, podcast, Discover the Leader in You. Uh, so now, Charles, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. Now, okay. And we start talking about this whole idea of faith in the workplace. How would you suggest that others demonstrate uh, their belief at work? What would that look like? Okay. The first thing I would say to to the listeners and to people that we, we talk to, even with our children, you First thing, you don't want to try to force or uh, uh, encourage someone to uh, take on what your faith is or what you believe in, but try to share with them on that you do ha- have a, a belief in a higher calling, and and then let them decide, let them understand what their connection is, and, and and go from that standpoint. So first of all, you don't want to force it, but also you just want to share because we're called on as Christians to be able to witness about how good God has been in our lives. And once you witness, basically you're saying that uh, I'm an example of what he's done for me. And if you want to uh, uh, be able to handle your challenges or, or overcome your obstacles, and once you share those with someone who has faith or, or, or confess hope in Christ, then you're able to be able to accept that and grow so you're able to just show it. Not so much just uh, um, put it out there to somebody and say, well, who are you compared to everybody else? Because we're all following the same thread when it comes to uh, um, Christians, but it the big key comes in when you accept Christ and allow Him to be uh, uh, positive in your life. So once you make that faith um, decision, then you just basically exemplify that. So it's not so much of what you're saying; it's what you're doing. And when you when you do that, people will see for themselves, and they'll make a conscious decision. Either they're going to accept it or reject it. But most of all, they're going to respect you for your decision. 
That's great. Yeah, I think that is great advice. Really, the 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 crux of what you shared is that people need to walk out their faith on a yes. daily basis, and just as you shared, you know, exemplify that. Let people see your example, and then who knows? It may uh, spark an opportunity for you to share your faith, or they may have questions. So, well, let me let me say this to you. Now, we've touched on all the high points, all the good stuff. Well, let me ask you this: What about those situations where? It's not welcomed. You know, when people tell you, hey, you know what, Uh, you're at the University of Tampa, you're doing well, and that's great. But, you know, if I share something like this uh, at my place of employment, I could be terminated in that way. What sort of advice do you have for them to allow them to hold on and continue to move forward? Uh, Two things. I want to share an example uh, of a situation that happened to me at at my place of business uh, when I had an encounter with a person who did not believe in God, who did not understand why I had to say, the, you know, or, or why I had to be, let people know where I stood. Uh, I was in a conversation, actually at lunch, uh, Dr. Carthen, and one of the, the, actually he's a contractor that works for us, but he said, and I said to him, he said, you know, we were having a conversation, and he, and he said a curse word, and I said, uh, excuse me, we won't, do not want to exemplify that type of language uh, in, in this setting. And he said, oh, just because you're a Christian, that doesn't mean, or just because you're a holy roller, that was the term he used, that doesn't mean that I have to abide by those rules. And I simply said to him, because your contract depends on how you perform at this campus, then if you do not adhere to these uh, regulations, then you will no longer be working on this campus. Now, that's a setting where I was able to exemplify my authority, my position, because he was contracted to us. Now, on the other hand, there's a lot of situations where you can't flex like that, for lack of a better word, because you, 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 it's a level playing field. And so if we get to what I would recommend or suggest to people who, are, who can't acknowledge their faith or can't show their faith it is, is that you um, don't do it because you can jeopardize a job. And so you know you have to take care of your family, pay your bills and things like that. But at the same time, the Bible talks about he says that if you hold your peace, I will fight your battles. And what that means from the from the carnal standpoint is that he'll work some things out for us on his behalf. And, and, and so we have to understand there's there's a time and a place for everything, and there there might not be a time right now, uh, uh, as we currently speak, for you to to exemplify your faith, especially when it's, it's someone who does not see or have accepted faith as you have. So you have to be careful from that regard, but. If you just show your faith, there will be a time when you're able when you're able to say what you need to say or, or talk to whom you need to talk to. But we have to be careful and, and not overstep our boundaries because there are some, and especially in schools, we tell our children that you can't, if, if they can't even pray in some classes because you don't know who you might offend because they, they don't have the same belief that you have. So when, when it's not time for it, then you have to hear what they call the law of the land. You obey the law of the land. But at the same time, when you get in your private closet, when you get on your one-on-one, there are other times that you have opportunities to pray, to, to, to meditate, or to just, you know, share with the people who want to accept it. But at times when it's going to be a, a conflict or it's going to be a danger, you jeopardizing your, your position at your job or, or, or at school when you get expelled or something like that, then you don't do that because you have to obey the laws of the land. Mm, okay. Well, no, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think for our listeners, we have listeners all over the world uh, that actually are tuning in. And the idea that, you know, you have 
I guess the the prerogative to share your faith at all times. You can yeah. share your faith whenever you want to, but you know, I know from a biblical standpoint and in a biblical record it really tells us that we need to be wise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wise as serpents, but also as gentle as doves. Yeah. And that's yeah. a you know, a, a metaphor for just being smart. You know, yeah. you need to be smart and you don't want to offend and potentially turn someone away when you could actually talk to them and just share with them and demonstrate. So now, Charles, let me let me ask you, if someone wanted to connect with uh, your ministry, the Hour of Power and the different things that you're doing in Tampa, and I know yeah. we have Tampa listeners too, and how would they be able to do that? What What website would you direct them to, or is there a phone number that our listeners could take advantage of to be connected? website is stjohnprogressive.org and on that website is again stjohnprogressive.org it's all all one word dot org great and great. uh the phone number there at the local number at the church directly to our church office the area code is 813-247-2345 again 813-247 and 2345 and on that website it, it lists pretty much a lot of the ministries of the church uh, they are powerful on the office of the youth council which has a, we have about four or five youth ministries on, uh, on the, at the church and if there are any particular questions or concerns or any direction you want to at the church sector has uh, a list of all the things that we do uh, the times uh, we we, uh, we have our teacher staff we teach the teachers on Mondays every month first and third Mondays uh, of every month uh, at six o'clock from 6 o'clock to 7.30, and then on Wednesdays is the Hour Power Night for the students. We start our mm. devotion at 6.30, and then we go into our sessions at 6.45, and uh, session one goes from 6.45 to 7.20, and session two um, goes from 7.20 to 8 o'clock, and then we have a review from 8 to 8.30. We, ha- we have give all the students opportunity in different age groups to come forth and, and share with the whole uh, assembly what they've learned in those two lesson workshops uh, um, sessions and so that's pretty much how the function of uh, our power works great my goodness so again it sounds like this is a great opportunity not only for young people but also as the adults as the uh, parents are uh, raising and speaking into the lives of these young people this would be a great resource uh, for them I think so many times our our young people uh, have fallen back on the idea of just uh, dealing with all this technology dealing with their phones playing the Xbox and doing all these things which are not bad I'm not saying they're bad but at the same time it really allows them to get lost in things that can become very mundane and really uh, separates them from the fellowship that uh, the Bible tells us about, that Koinonia fellowship. So yeah. it's really important. Uh, I'm I'm really appreciative of what you're doing. And as we get ready to close here, is there anything else, I guess, that you'd like to share, not only about, you know, faith in the workplace, but then also specifically what you're doing uh, at, at your church and your ministry? Is there anything that you'd like to add at this point? Well, a couple of things. Uh, we, we want to especially when it comes to faith in the workplace. Um, we know, as we've alluded to earlier in, 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 the, in the show, that um, there's a time and place for everything. But if, if you have a true desire to, to uh, first of all, uh, show your faith and just let, let it be exemplified how you're going to uh, live, how you're going to uh, carry your life out according to what the Christian principles are, then 
there's no law saying you can't do that because it's not what you say. It's not you don't have to walk around no sign on your back. It's just how you behave, how you act, how you carry yourself. And I think that alone is the book that most people are going to read. And so there's no law that you can't show your faith. It, 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 it just exemplified in your walk, in your daily walk. Uh, secondly, I want to uh, reiterate in, a, in, a, in reference to what we're doing at Our Power for any listeners, our, our plan is now is to be able to not only just um, have these uh, modules and these teaching lessons for the students at Our Power, it's also opened up to the whole community uh, where St. John's um, uh, is, uh, is located, which is 2506 Chip Cove uh, Road uh, in, in Tampa, Florida. But every uh, fifth Wednesday, we open up, we have a program where we call uh, uh, the, the uh, when we do our open house. Open house is we, we put together any leadership workshops, any uh, education processes, community, any, any workshops we've done over that quarter period of time, we invite the whole church to come over, and now the parents can see uh, and listen and hear and, and be able to observe what the students, what their children have been learning, what, they, what they've been sharing, what they've been uh, exposed to, and they get feedback. And then we get the parents to participate, ask them questions. Uh, wow. and, uh, we have a, a, what we call a 66 Books Club. What that entails is they learn not only the 66 books of the Bible, but they know how to go in and find the scripture and read the scripture and then and see how that, that scripture applies to their lives. And then we have, they learn the, the 23rd Psalm, the Beatitudes, and the Lord's Prayer. And wow. so we have them get up and, 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 and tell those things, share those things, what they mean to them, and they can share with their parents. And so the parents get a chance to see that. And I think that has been very successful for us. And then now they're able to go out in the community when they go to school, when they go to, um, to, to their place of uh, where they live, they can share with other students around them who do not belong to church and encourage them to come. And they can also come on that, on that, um, works, um, the, that night when we're doing our, our open house, and we, can, and we ask them to come in and join us. And they can come in. They don't have to be a member of St. John's. If they come in and want to share in our classes and our workshop, it's open to the general public. So we're, that's how we're growing so fast, not just St. John's students and churches, it's the church in the community, and we're growing from that aspect. So wow. those are some of the things we're doing at, at the church. Well, Charles, I thank you for that. And that expanded uh, information is what people need because it sounds like you guys are being very intentional. And I think, you know, that's a blessing because there are so many times that you hear, well, there's nothing to do, there's nothing to get involved with. And it doesn't sound like that is the case at St. John. So I'm glad that you guys are able to do this. And I also, I welcome you to, you know, use the uh, show, let people know uh, about, you know, what you've shared here today and, and point them to the website because okay. I think the information that you've shared is, is uh, very important and I think people need to be connected. So. All right. Well, hey, I tell you, everybody, this has been a fantastic show. Whenever you start talking about faith in the workplace, you know, there's some different things that uh, may come up and there may be some people that agree and there may be some people that, you know, don't think um, it's the thing to do. But, you know, the reality is that, you know, hey, faith in the workplace is taking place and sometimes we just don't know it. (laughs) So I tell you. Everybody, I just want to uh, point you again to the uh, website uh, at jasoncarthen.com where we are actually going to be giving away a free resource, not only the three free success videos dealing with leadership, but also if you'll sign up right there on the right side of the page, we will send you totally.
absolutely free of charge, the Monday Morning Leadership Minute, right to your inbox, filled with encouragement and tips to advance you personally and also your business. I also want to remind everyone that the I Speak Life Academy sessions are going to be going on in March, and you can certainly register right there on the website, or you can register by calling our office toll-free at one 227 Eight four three six. Now, in closing, everybody, I always just want to remind everybody that you want to live your destiny on a daily basis. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in thank and being a part. Take care now. With international leadership and business expert, Dr. Jason Carthen. Dr. Jason wants to connect with you right now. Check out our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Be sure to join us again next week to discover the leader in you.